You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. It is so good to see all of us God's people worshiping, singing all together. There is blessing when we have community singing. And I want you to welcome as many people as you can, even those online. Can you just greet them and say, welcome home. Welcome home to God's family. You are part of God's family. You are part of the light of Jesus' family. And the feast is our gathering. And uh, in the feast, we expect to be nourished. We expect to be you know, getting the blessing in heart, mind, and spirit. And it's so good to have you. We want to welcome those who are attending for the first time. If it's your first time, can you give a, a raise of hands? Welcome. Anyone? Hey, hey, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being part of us. Welcome, my dear friends. Thank you for being part of our family. Welcome to the family. Even those people who are attending for the first time, you're tuning in, or matagal ka nang hindi naka-attend, and you're now one with us again. Welcome home, my dear friends. And it's such a great time that we are singing, worshiping, communing together. Are you blessed today? Let's pray our favorite prayer in our feast, and it's gonna be, it's, 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 we are in a series of Exodus. And uh, God's special delivery program for all of us. And I hope that we're ready. We're ready to, to open up our hearts and minds for Him. Let Him speak to us. Are you ready? In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you want to, you can spread your hands and just have that posture of openness. Let's say and pray together. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Shout it out. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so I would become more like Jesus every day. Come on, shout it out. Today, I proclaim that I am God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep it up and sing to God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you could just put your hands to your heart and just have that moment with God. There is a beautiful word, that package God wants to give to us that will heal our hearts, renew our minds, strengthen our spirits, heal our bodies. Father, we welcome you into our being again and again and again. Speak to us. We are listening. We want you. Speak to us very loudly. Transform us never the same again because of your word. Preach to us today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you believe it, give the Lord a big, big hand, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Take your seats. Special thanks again to all our servants. Thank you, dear servants. Can we give a big, big hand to all our servants? Not just on stage, but also on the back, outside, and even those serving online. 
first part of the talk, give a big, big feast day area welcome, please, to our family founder, <laughs> Brother Bo Sanchez. Oh, hallelujah. Can you give a big hand to D-Doy Lubaton? You know, no matter what I wear, mas guapo pa rin si D-Doy. Ah, it's so good. So good to be here. Just want to greet happy birthday to Mimi. You know, Mimi is one of our leaders in Butuan. And she brought with her her whole group of people. They call themselves the Super Tetas. Do you know why? I, you know, I, I go around the different feasts in the country and in the world, and there will always be this group of people. And yes, they're, they're aunties. And they will never hold a microphone, they will never go on stage, they will never preach, but they will support and love and pour care and God's love to the people on stage. And we have different roles, yes or no? Tell somebody beside you, may role ka. You, you, you have a role in the kingdom of God. I, I want you to know in my life, I had my own super tetas. I, I did. And I will not be who I am now without those super tetas. You know, they... I, I know your story, your, your preacher, your feast builder would not be the feast builder that he is now because of, you know, went through drugs, went to prison. But when he came out, you adopted him and you loved him and you cared for him. And that's why he's able to do what he's doing now. You know, I was a nobody. And then Tita Nenning came into my life. And, and Tita Nenning will never hold a microphone like this. But every single time I would meet her, she would have a bayong of food. And she would feed me and care for me and love me. And she would be a mother to me. There's another, another super tita that I have. Um, Marisa Chekyamko. You know, both Tita Nenning and Marisa, they're no longer with us. They're in heaven. But I remember when I was 27 years old. This is not part of the talk. Marisa Chekyamko. You know, she knew that, that I would go to Anawim our ministry for the abandoned elderly, and I would live there. I would actually live there. I would live there for three years in the boondocks. And I would have a car, but my cars are, how should I put it? Museum artifacts. And so Marisa, without me asking, because I was happy with my relic of the past, but, but without me asking, she, she brought 10 of her friends and she told all of them, Begin natin ang koche si Brother Bo. And so for the first time in my life, I, I received a brand new car for my super tetas. And you know, I, when I look back, when I look back at my life, I realized, my gosh, great things have happened in the past. Can, 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 how many, can I ask a question? How many of you today, today, you are actually worried over something because something is happening in your life. Right? Raise your hand. Be honest with me. You're actually worried over something. Some of you, you are worried over your future. Mm -hmm. 
Some of you, you're worried over a relationship. A relationship is sticking like a thorn in your heart. Raise your hand. Some of you, you're worried of your children. May mga anaka and you're worried for them. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Some of you, you're worried over, my gosh, it's, 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 hey, pera. May, may, may pangangailangan. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yeah, everybody. The people in Exodus, we're we're in the series of Exodus. This is the fifth installment of our series going through the book of Exodus. The people of Israel, what happened was, was they became stuck. Everybody say stuck. Everybody say immobilized. Worry can do that to you. Fear can do that to you. When you are facing a new battle, it can make you stop. Ask me why. Because you are focused on the worry. You are focused on the enemy. You are focused on the battle. But I have a message for you. God has a message for you today. Everybody say, I'm listening. My one big message for you for this entire talk, for both preachers, is this. Are you sure you're listening? Revisit what God has done. Revisit what God has done. Say that with me. Revisit what God has done. God has done great things in your life. Say amen. God has won victories in your life. Say amen. Once upon a time, you were sick. Look at you now. You are still alive. You are still breathing. You know what? People think I have no problems. How could that be? I've got ministries, I've got businesses. Anyone who leads an organization, anyone who is an entrepreneur will tell you every day, you've got 26 problems. But you know what? It's so easy and the temptation is to focus on those problems. But even if I have 26 problems today, I I look back in the past and this is what I see. Thousands upon thousands of times, God has been faithful to me. Do I hear a loud amen? Focus on what God has already done. The people of Israel, they had spiritual amnesia. That's what happened to them. Can you just imagine? They were slaves. And then what God did was He sent cataclysmic plagues manifestations of his presence a multiplication of frogs a multiplication of gnats and then you've got the, the you've got the pestilence and you've got the you know you on and on manifestations of god's power and then not only that i'm going to read you the passage in chapter 13 book of exodus let's let's read that here it is this is wild this is crazy okay it's not here Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. No, it's, it's, it's there, but it's not here. I didn't write it down. In, in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, it says, The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and He provided light at night with a pillar of fire. So every, every, everybody say every day. God was with the people of Israel. Either as a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire. God was always, everybody say again, every day. day. 
But even if God was with them every day, guess what? When the fear comes, when the worry comes, when a new battle comes, you forget that. You take God for granted. Doesn't that happen? When somebody's always there, you take that person for granted and you forget husbands and wives, that person that you married, that person is there. And sometimes we forget how precious and wonderful that person is. Because he's always there. But this is the message that God is speaking to you today. There are three sub-messages. I'm going to be preaching on one and Didoy will share the other two. Here's the first message of this talk. The only way to grow in trust is through testing. Yes or no? Everybody say tests. When, you, when I hear the word test, I think of my trigonometry test of Miss Carvajal. And I dreaded Miss Carvajal because she does not like me. Or, or so I thought. Because the tests were so hard. And I had to pass those tests if I wanted to graduate. My dear friends, a lot of people think that when God, when you say God tests us, God is testing us to see who will go to heaven or who will be chicharon bulaklak for the rest of their future eternal life. So that, that's what we think God's tests are. Everybody say no. No, it's not. If you look at the Bible, God, people of Israel, He rescues them without a test. He does not say, oh, sige, ita test kita. Tapos, those Israelites who will pass the test, I will rescue them from slavery. No. You read the book of Exodus and you find this out. God rescues them and then He tests them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you sure? The tests happen after the rescue, not before. So the purpose of the test is not to find out whether you'll go to heaven or hell, whether you're deserving of His salvation or grace. No. The tests were there after the rescue because He wanted to see and train you to train you to trust Him. Tests are opportunities to trust in God. Remember the goal of God in the book of Genesis was that He wants to partner with you. He wants to partner with you and a partnership is based on trust. Without trust, there is no relationship. Say amen. And so what God is doing is He allows the testing so that you will build your trust in Him. That's what's happening. And if you look at the book of Exodus, there are two kinds of tests that people were going to go through in the journey. How many? The, the, the two kinds of tests are this. Number one, lots of enemies. The Israelites had lots of enemies in the wilderness. And number two, a lack of resources, lack of food, lack of water. Make sense? I want you to know that in your life, you also have these two sources of tests. Number one, the evil actions of people. Your husband became unfaithful. 
your business partner cheats on you. Corrupt politicians condemn the country to poverty. So when evil actions of people hurt you or harm you, it is a test. And God is allowing it. And God is asking you, will you trust me? How many of you have ever suffered in the hands of evil actions from people who forgot that they were good? Raise your hand. Have you ever been hurt? Have you ever been harmed by the evil actions of people? Here's the question. Can you trust in God that God will right the wrong? Can you trust in God that He will sustain you and that He will protect you and that there will be a resurrection? That God will vindicate you, that God will be in your life and He will heal that hurt. He will heal that broken heart. The second kind of test comes from the lack of resources of the wilderness. In other words, the brokenness of the world. When you get COVID, when your wife dies of cancer, when a town is decimated because of a super typhoon. We live in a broken world. And this is part of the tests of the wilderness. But when these tests come, the question that God is asking you, the invitation that God is asking you, will you trust me more? Will you trust me more that even in the face of these trials, good will come out of this trial. Will you trust me? Revisit. Revisit what I have already done. Alamo, one of the things I realized, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm also a ministry leader. And for the past decades, I would hire a lot of people. Not anymore now. Now I don't do that anymore. Other people do that for me. But, but I remember decades ago, I would hire people. And if there's one thing I look for, ask me what? Track record, yes or no? You, you look whether this person is faithful, whether this person is good, you know, and then you hire the person. You're a single woman. You've got a new suitor. What should you look for? Track record, yes or no? You, you know, you, you see, how, how did that person, how did, does the person love his mom? Does the person, does this guy respect his own sisters and love them? You look for track record. I, I study the stock market. I teach that in the Truly Rich Club. When I select a stock, guess what? May charting. Titignan mo yung track record ng isang kumpanya. Because then you say, ah. Now here's where the analogy breaks down. People with perfect track records can still fail. I want you to know that God has a track record and He will never fail. God is a God who has been faithful to you. He has been faithful to you in the past and God will be faithful to you in the future. Do I hear a loud amen? I need to end here and Didoy has to give you the message. Brother Didoy Lubaton. Can, can I say this, Didoy? Once upon a time, you were a med student. And, and, and he was not a feast builder, but he had a track record. We saw him that when he was young, he was serving God with faithfulness. Whatever assignment we gave that young kid, he did it. And we, 
we, we, me as a leader, I would forget about whatever assignment I give him because I knew that he's going to do it with flying colors. He had a track record. Today he's a feast builder. He's an, he's an executive of a company. He's an amazing doctor. Happy birthday to me. Just wanted to say that. Um, yun lang. Okay, go. Woo! Give a big hand to Brother Bo Sanchez. It's, it's so hard to follow after Bo. Bakit ba, Lord? And some of you are closing up on my face. Nagbibinata lang po. So, please don't look at the preacher. Look at the word. Okay? Amen? Powerful. Testing leads you to trusting God. That's so good. Message number two. Life's delays could be God's protection. Let me say that again. Life's delays could be God's protection. Trust, partnership, doesn't come automatically. It's not automatic. Someone becomes your suitor. Yes, God. Yes, God. No, no. When you're dealing with business, you don't necessarily you do your, you know, due diligence, right? But trust in a relationship, trust deepens as we discover the other person that we are dealing with. We're checking the credentials, the track record. Are they worthy of trust? Is he or she worthy of trust? And in this Exodus story, we, again, God did not expect the Israelites to trust him immediately, fully right away. So, in his goodness and in his greatness, he dealt with the Israelites according to the level of their faith. So here it is. Let me continue the story in Exodus 13, verse 17 to 18. Let me read it together. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, read it with me. God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest road to the promised land. And God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Do your plans get delayed? Do you envy friends? Families who sometimes get a little bit faster in their progress than you. You see your friends getting married and you still don't even have a date. You see your friends who already have children and you've been trying for many years together. That's hard. That's difficult. Do you feel that, you know, you are in the roundabout way? Ikot, ikot lang. Ikot, ikot, ikot. Sometimes we feel like it's, it's tough, right? Can anybody feel me? It's tough when it's, it's right there. But, but let me say that again. God's delays are not denials. It's directions. God's delays 
are not the uh, denials. They are God's directions. God's protection is coming at you. And, you know, in the goodness, in the greatness, in the big thinking and love of God, God knows what is best for you. Maybe if, if he, he knows that if there's a quick route for your success, happiness, for, for quick, quick fixes, the, you will eventually meet problems that may be too big for you, too much to handle. The, 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 the giant obstacles that may come your way, and it will crush your spirit. It will break your body. We only are limited beings, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And we cannot be bilocating in different areas, places. We, he is, God is taking us into longer routes because He wants us to mature more. There is a bit of processing and strengthening you will be ready for bigger things that are yet to come. The theme of our feast conference is greater things to come. And if you're setting up for greater things, you learn to be patient with God's timing. Because His ways are better, bigger than our ways. And that is what I realized. God is patient. He is patient. He won't deal with us. He won't stop dealing with us until we realize that He is worthy of trust. The testing makes us trust Him more. And I remember, talking about success, this year has been humdrum, steady for company. Remember that the context was, there was COVID, healthcare people, healthcare businesses thrive so much. We're even put on top of the pedestal. Everybody adores doctors, nurses, all the frontliners. And yes, we received, we, we, we reached a certain point of success. But this year, Iceland, we were expecting many things. But personally, God is talking to me. We are in our fourth quarter of the business year. And we're like, not according to what we expected. And I really want to tell you, business people here or corporate people here, that is very humbling. And God spoke to me this gospel for the day. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And I worshiped God today and said, thank you for being patient with me. Thank you that there are roundabout days and weeks and even months and years because God is humbling me. And in humbling moments, that's when we learn humility. And that is more important. What is inside, your character is much more important. Who we are becoming as a person, as a family, as a community is much more important to God more than any external achievements out there. Amen? God's delays are not denials. God's delays are for our protection. Trust Him also in your delays. Message number three, to grow in trust. 
again revisit what God has done. The Israelites, upon arriving at the Red Sea, they saw Pharaoh and his army in hot pursuit. Hinahabul sila. And there was, yes, a pillar of fire, and there was the Red Sea, and they're in between. The Pharaoh changed his mind again, despite the, you know, despite letting them go after the ten plagues. Do you remember the story? But Pharaoh changed his mind and said, I'm gonna get them again. He didn't want, Pharaoh didn't want to be defeated by God. And so, when the Israelites saw the Egyptians pursuing them, they were terrified. Of course, the Pharaoh and his army coming after you. And let's read about their panic. So, from, let's read it together. Flash it on the screen if you can. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out to here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? This is very shocking as a behavior, observed behavior for a people of God who just, you know, how could the people of God grumble to God? Despite saving them first, showed them great miracles, but there were so much changes for their freedom, and yet we forget. We forget immediately. Israel, the people of God, was clearly failing their test. And again, we can look at the Israelites and learn from them and reflect it to us. How much God has done for us. And yet, when gratitude stops, grumbling starts. Let's remember how much God has done for us. Many, many blessings come into our life. Out of the 100 blessings, out of, out of 99 blessings, and there's one problem, we focus too much on the problem, and we think God is so hard on us, making our lives difficult because of this one problem compared to the 99 blessings that we are having and receiving. Even the things and the blessings that we do not deserve. That's our problem. And it is not just the Israelites' problem that they're grumbling, even after God saving them. But God was really testing them. And here is one thing that we recommend to you. If you are right there so that we could remember one thing that we always do in the feast, and I'm encouraging us all to do differently. And this is the... This is the context of why we do this. Worship is our remembering. When we worship, that is, that is our remembrance of what happened in the past and what is still happening even up to now. The Israelites, through God's power, was able to cross the Red Sea, or in biblical scholars, they call it the Sea of Reeds. They walked from a watery death through the Red Sea, 
supposed to be, but it parted and gave them new life. And that was the first thing. What is that first thing that they did when they got to the other side? Again, the context was they were freed out of Egypt and then Pharaoh went after them. They got so afraid and terrified. They grumbled against God, but God protected them, them, protected them through the pillar of fire. And yet, roundabout way, and there's the Red Sea. They're afraid that they're going to die. But the Red Sea parted, opened up. Hey, that's a hyperlink to Genesis. When the waters receded and land came up and new life brought up. Wow. Everything is hyper-connected, especially in the Bible. And so the Red Sea parted. And this is what they did. They crossed. Could you imagine how, how, how many thousands of people crossed the sea? And when they arrived to the other side, and, and, and Pharaoh was not in pursuit anymore, and they are saved, they're happy. You know what they did? They worshiped God. This is what we can do. What we do weekly, what we do daily, what we do when we are feeling well or unwell, we worship God. So let me quote it from, from the Bible. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang the song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord. Can you say it with me? I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. You know, at the end of this worship song, by the way, this is the first worship song found in the Bible. A very, very old text. At the end of the worship song, it talks about the time of the Garden of Eden. The remembering the mountain of the Lord, which is the promised land. It says further, you will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling. Your sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. Yahweh shall reign forever and ever. And again, this song is significant because this is the first worship song in the Bible. It is called the Song of the Sea. Can you say that? The Song of the Sea. It is a poetic retelling of how God delivered Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea. And guys, this is the reason why we sing worship songs. Because that when we sing worship songs, we're not just singing about the stories of God's people of Israel. When we sing songs, we re-enter that story. We are in that story too. That as God has saved the people of God, Israelites, we are also that people. We are still continuously being blessed and saved. We, we, we relive God's work. We revisit His miracles. We sing so that we never forget about His love for us. This is the reason why we also sing as a community. That's why we sing worship songs together. Because we all share God's story. 
So later, when we're gonna sing worship songs, imagine that we are one thousands of years ago with the Israelites. They're singing about how God saved them. And imagine the tradition has continued years upon years and decades upon decades, hundreds of years after the people of God are still singing. Let's keep on singing. Let's keep on worshiping. We are part of God's family. But let me also say, we can also worship in silence too. In your heart, one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, or as a couple, every night, before you go to sleep and turn off everything, turn on your gratitude. And just think about five things, three things, of what God has done for you. The good, the great, the small, and the big things. Let's have that attitude of gratitude and revisit what God has done for us. A grateful heart is a happy and healthy heart, my friends. Amen? Let me end with this. Can we all stand? Let me end by... by saying this. Let's listen to what Moses said to the Israelites. And this is God's word for you also today. From Exodus, it says, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord Himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Can you, if you have a family beside you, can you just hold that person's hand or that shoulder? If you don't have anyone beside you, God is with you, I'm with you. And just, just say this together and remind each other that Bible verse again. Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue today. The Lord Himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Kalma lang be. I really said it. When Exodus says, just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today, the other versions of the word salvation, the, the other Bible versions, they use the word salvation. And my friends, listen to this. This is the first time in the Hebrew Bible that the word salvation appears. It's the Hebrew word Yeshua, which appear later as the name of Jesus. And this is why we can trust Jesus today. Because when there is nothing else left for us but death, worry, anxiety, hurting, Jesus came to this world, to our world, became human 
be the best that we cannot and we have failed to become. Jesus died on our behalf and rose again so that He may provide us a way and usher us in across the Red Sea, across the turbulent, chaotic waters. He parted it so that there is new life. Across our muddy hearts, our sinful lives, He is right there. Faithful, loving, and true. That is why we sing our songs. Because we remember that truth. There is no other appropriate response, my friends. Because of who He is and what He has done, we worship God. When we're facing what looks like death, we sing. When He rescues us, we sing even more. When we experience miracles, we worship some more. And because He is proven worthy of our trust, and we worship the God who parted the waters. And I think about Jesus. He calmed the storms. He walked on water. And as a, a doctor, our bodies are 60% water. God can command and heal and provide and deliver. What is our response? We worship. There is no other way. There is nothing else we are ought to do but to sing about His love. Sing about His greatness. And let's not just focus on our one problem. We focus on that 99 blessings that God has done for us and the 99 and thousands more that are yet coming. So let's come into worship right here, right now. And I want you to imagine when the Israelites, after the hot pursuit of the Pharaoh, they were so afraid that God parted ways and they moved across the Red Sea. They were saying goodbye to their oppressors. They were saying goodbye to their slavery. And they're saying yes to that new life that is ahead of them. And that is, my friend, your truth today. We worship just like they worship because new life is here with us again. Amen! Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.